Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to the Homesteading UK podcast, season two, episode twelve. Glad you I'm Alan here, and I'm here with my mate Mike. Why? And I do the intro because he wouldn't remember it. I wouldn't remember my own name. Shut the door, mate. Yeah, so I'm here with my mate Mike, and we thought it was about time we caught up because we haven't seen each other for a little bit, have we? So, see, mate. Yeah. Shut the door. Shut the door. Is that better now? Well, that's that's going to be the theme of the show, mate. The weather's turned, isn't it? Why? Man, it just, eh? It was brisk this morning, mate, when I was there. Well, we, we were saying that last time, though, that the weather had turned about a week before we recorded, so I reckon we're probably now about three and a half weeks into autumn, as far as I can make out, or after well, it feels anyway. Definitely autumnal. <laughs> yes. Definitely autumnal, and I'm, I've noticed the morning, oh, the light has been the big one, hasn't it? You know, yeah. it's dark now. Yep. What time is it now? Just about seven o'clock. Yeah, so it's dark, and, and, it's, and it's still light at seven when I get, you know, get in from walking the dogs and that, but... That's, you know, six o'clock, it's pretty pretty dark yeah. now. So, uh, you know, like everybody in the planet, we, we get you get to see these seasonal changes, don't you? And it's all part and parcel of it, but I love this time of year, man. Oh, it's great. Isn't it? Absolutely <laughs> it's brilliant. love it. It's I brilliant. love it. I love it because I've got a wood pile. That's why I love it. <laughs> yeah. And have you got a wood pile this year? It's alive, It's doing all right. Doing all yeah. right. And uh, I have lit the stove now yeah. a couple of times, and it's just... Absolutely fantastic, yeah. you know, to sit around in the evening and get that bad boy going. And um, you know, there's been there's been some changes in the in the house and trying to trying to make use of the wood burning stove to dry things a bit more yeah. and got the clothes horse up and stuff yeah. like that and trying not to rely on the en- energy. And you know, we'll probably talk a little bit about the energy crisis because I, I think we'd have to really, wouldn't we? Because it does affect everybody, doesn't it? Not just from a utility standpoint. I think there's, a, yeah, there's an awful lot of stuff going on at the moment in the UK which will affect people's ability to do things the way they would normally have done them in the past. Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. So that's going to cause some change. And again, it's, you know, it's not great news again, unfortunately. Um, it, it's not great news, but I don't know about you, but because of our, you know, some of the things that we've talked about and done over the last few years since we've been on this journey... I just feel that I'm in such a better position than perhaps a lot of other people because right. one because of outlook. Yeah. It's not all about stuff, you no. know, without without shadow of a doubt. It's no. about, but it's certainly about being in control of some things. Yeah, and having the opportunity to make some decisions based on some knowledge, but yeah. also make some decisions because you've got some capacity or some which. Funnily enough, I think we were conversing very similarly this time last year, actually, of being in a position, a better position than most, heading into last winter and a bit of uncertainty last winter. I think my feeling around about this time last year, we had the fuel crisis. Do you remember that? When we couldn't, the petrol stations ran out of fuel and... Yeah, and we, we were, were on the back end of for COVID that. still, weren't back we? Back end of COVID, that, that, so... That last little lockdown before yeah. Christmas. And we were going into winter not knowing what the next thing was going to be that would happen and was there going to be another lockdown and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think it's interesting how we're gone through a year cycle but we're yeah. still in the same place yeah. in a way well and i know that we don't like to try we really work hard at not repeating ourselves in these podcasts mm. and, and because otherwise it you know people could listen to listen to last year's mate september, don't worry about september podcast from last year and it'd be <laughs> yeah. exactly the same it won't be yeah. the same obviously because where we're at but um you know I, I, I know that there are some things that i'm doing this year that i certainly wasn't doing last year so. yeah yeah um, me too yeah we've actually had a big time so. But um, other than that, I suppose it's what have you been doing this well, this week or month? Well, I've not been up the allotment very much. No, I've, I've I've stepped away from that a little bit. I've just been up to harvest and just do a little bit, little bit of weeding around the edges. Yeah. 
but that for now is kind of it's coming to an end yeah um, it's still at the moment we're still a way off from getting a frost in my area I would say yeah. so it was 5 degrees today was it this morning. morning yeah so I think it was 7 that is was. not far off a frost no on a hill no. um, so I'm starting to get a bit twitchy about certain crops yeah. but we'll talk about them in a minute yeah whereas I'm not so much um, some of the things are starting to slow down naturally because the daylight hours being mm. reduced and the cold weather and wherever else um, but I'm not too worried about things like the outdoor tomatoes, although I might go and harvest them at the weekend anyway, yeah. just so I can get, get them all in, all the green ones and what everything. I normally do around this time of year, and I'd like to leave it into October if I can, but I'll get all the green ones that have started to um, go shiny, you know, they, they go from that kind of opaque colour, yeah. don't they? When they change, that's when you know they can ripen. Those are the ones I like to get in. I'll probably leave the rest on the vine and see what happens. So I might do that this weekend, I might leave it Because I've week. got 50 plants outside yeah. still, and some are red, but... I've had a lot of sort of cracking at the top and they're, they're starting to look a bit jaded. I've had huge problems with um, fruit splitting this year. Yeah. Massive problems with fruit splitting. Outdoors. Not indoors, oh, but outdoors. Yeah, because um, it's just because of in, in, in consistent watering. Oh, it? It's gone from that so hot and dry to so much rain yeah. so often that it's, yeah, it's just everything's And if you catch so. them, they're usable, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I, and I, what I tend to do is, is take them off and we'll use some fresh. Yeah. They're not as palatable like as a salad tomato like that, to be fair, but they still make great sauce. Yeah. And I've been just picking them off for freezing them. Yeah. Um, beans. My, my, my climbing beans are kind of finishing up now. Um, there's a few little bits hanging on, but mostly finishing up. But my dwarf beans are now in full flow. And that really late so in the dwarf beans that I did in, I don't know, maybe early September actually looking really good so yeah. I'm hopeful I'll get a crop off them before the frost well comes. I sowed some at the same time yeah. but mine have cropped because they're in the tunnel okay wow yeah and just while I remember I would encourage everybody to try that variety called Canadian Wonder yes and they they look like a runner bean yeah they're flat oh man they they're dwarf or awesome. climbers dwarf. dwarf dwarf French bean Canadian oh. Wonder you might be able to buy it a climbing variety, but I don't. I don't think you can. Well, I've got, they're definitely in my king's catalogue, so I'll have a look at that because I've done purple TP. Banging. Have you done purple TP? No, I only did one purple bean. So, so I did purple TP, thinking they'd be easier to find. Yeah, but they don't stand up right. These ones I got. Oh right. So they're all like tangled over in a flop, flop on the floor. So I'm like just grabbing. I was thinking, oh, I'll just go. I'll be able to see them, and I'll just pull them off. Dwarf. They're dwarf. Yeah, yeah, but they're still kind of floppy and long, and they just kind of yeah. Flopped over on the floor, so I'm not too keen on no, them. No, I've done others in the yet. past where they sit upright and they're really easy Try to Try these spot. Canadian wonder because they're different. They look different as well because yeah. because the pod's flat, yeah. it don't look like the stem, so right. you can actually clock them. And the pods are pale, very pale green. And do they taste like yeah. runner bean or no, dwarf bean? No, they taste like bean. Dwarf bean. Yeah. They are okay. lovely. Stringless, completely yeah. stringless. Nice. And they're lovely and they're pretty prolific. I have yeah. to say we've been picking them for a week now. So that's one of the things I've had this year. I think it's the blue lake that I've had that have gone okay at the allotment. I lost the, the other crop, the cobra crop. But they've not been stringless. Oh, really? Yeah, I've had to string them. Maybe that's something to do with the heat. They're really weird, yeah. Well, both what, of those varieties are supposed to be. They're supposed they? to be, aren't they? Yeah, so I was thinking, well, it can't be... I've got it wrong. They do get a bit more sort of levery this time, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, but I've had it... It's been going on now probably for about a month. Oh, okay. just been, Definitely I, must be something to do with the heat. Then. Yeah, I've had to string them. In. It's not the, not the end of the world. No. But it's meant that I've tried to pick them smaller than I normally would oh, okay. to try and get around that. But it's still, they still need stringing often. And it's just, you know, snap the top off, put it down like you would do with an Oregon oh, sugar right, pot no, or something definitely like that. not had that. One, one thing that's actually happened, and I'll, I'm sure that there's probably a more correct term for it, um, but I'm going to call it little spring, right? Yeah. Because just, it, I, I, you know, I, it's only because I'm sort of out there most days. 
I've noticed that there is this little... We, the, the beans were looking really jaded a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And then we had a bit of rain. Mm. And then they put on a few flowers. And there's almost like... Like what you get when you first get the beans or mm. courgettes. You just get this little last flush. Yeah. But they're really tender. Yeah. And they're quite small. I don't know what that's all about. I'm, mm. There's probably some horticultural reason for it. Yeah, I'm sure. But I went through today... And most of the beans I've left on now to make seed for next year because yeah. I grow a lot of heritage or heirloom varieties. But at the top of each one, there was just probably five or ten really tender, nice new beans, which Lovely. and and, I've, and I'm having them tonight. They're, yeah. they're going to get nice. done tonight. Yeah, and it, and it, and it, and it really reminded me of like. Um, that first crop that you get in the, the early summer yeah, yeah. and you pick them young because you can't wait yeah. any longer yeah. but it, it's just like a little gift almost back to, yeah. back to you I've really enjoyed nice. that and that's happened on the runners yeah. I picked a beautiful crop of runners today yeah. um, and the cobra and um, I, the purple ones I haven't purple what did I do Costa Violette I guess this year yeah. um, but I've that, that, we're going to shell those out right they got, we've got we've deliberately left them now and there's a lot of beans mm. there well, I've had my bolotti in now and they're drying in the garage yeah in my little crates I use which is nice mine are out of the shell yeah they're shelled yeah. bagged and everything dried really well in that yeah. in that insulated shop we've got going on and I don't even know how many I would say we're not far off 20 kilo oh yeah of right. bolotti bean yeah. yeah which is not bad no so, you know, you can roughly work the math out. So that's a few Tuscan stews, isn't it, mate? Tell you what. Tuscan style stews. That is a few. <laughs> but I'm keen to explore some bean burgers and yeah. some different things like with that. Oh, some lovely bean burger recipes you can do. And you can make, like the, the polpetta I talked about before that I made yeah. with courgette. I've made that with bean before as well. Yeah. It's a change, and that's really nice. That works really well. A bit of cheese in there, a bit of lemon. Oh, lemon really zest like, I'm definitely going to have a go at that recipe. I've not, yeah. never done it. So, as well as... So, that's what I'm kind of working. It's the same as yourself, harvesting, mm. getting things in. But things are starting to look tired and jaded, and mm. and you're and you know in the middle of summer when you're like they'll keep going, they'll keep going. Mm. I don't know if I'll get any more courgettes now. No, no. I've picked uh, all of my courgettes today. Did you? Yeah, and there are still flowers and courgettes growing. Yeah. Uh, the ones, the second lot I've done in the tunnel have produced maybe one or two each because I always do that second little burst. Yeah. But the ones outside are much more established, and they are—they've um, got—they've got you know new fruit coming. But it's whether they get the chance in the dwindling daylight hours. Yeah, I, I think the warmth is still okay. But as soon yeah. as because they get cut by the frost straight away. Yeah, yeah. I actually think that mine—they're not going to produce the massive fruits they were producing earlier in the year, yeah. but they're still going. And I actually took some really nice courgettes at the weekend, and there's still plenty yeah. more kind of long, thin ones that will. Yeah, that's exactly. They'll right. come out a little bit fatter eventually, maybe if I leave them long enough. Yeah. So what, <coughs> what I did was, um, I'm aware that I haven't made my bread and butter pickle this okay, year. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so I took all of the courgettes and all of the gherkins that yeah. I had and the onions home. And that's, yeah. next couple of days, that'll be just a little thing to nice. do over the next few yeah. days. So yeah. that's going to happen. Um, and and there's, we're starting to flick into the transition now. The last carrots in the tunnel. Yeah. Got one row left. Yeah. And they're big now. They're like proper massive carrots because nice. <laughs> they've been in there for so long, yeah. you know. And I think that yeah. we were eating them in May, yeah. You know, so, so stood in there for four months, easy, yeah. and in the heat, yeah. But they're still they're still growing, yeah. You know, the the foliage is still great. 
and I've been really pleased with those, but the outside ones are ready. Yeah. And there's probably double outside to what was inside. Right. The only thing I will do with the outside is I think I'm going to fleece them. Yeah. Um, they're autumn king, so they're supposed to be able to sit in the ground. Um, I haven't had hard, well, I haven't had hardly any slug damage in any of the plots no. yet. Yet. But um, I'm still battling that. My yeah. cabbages, even the ones that look nice. Often got little tiny slugs and that, and you when know you, when you start to process, yeah, you start to unpeel it and you find you know little holes. You keep end up going on and on. And yeah, on. yeah, and it's yeah, you know, it's not the end of the world. And I could do something more about it if I wanted to, probably. But there's still enough cabbage there for me, so That's it right, seems yeah. to work, you know. Yeah, you've got to live in harmony, bro. Well, I think so. I think so. Mind you, I have, I have been cursing cabbage whites and pests, but we'll talk about yeah. that in a minute. But yeah, I'm starting to see the change in the crops now, so. My leeks are ready now. Yeah, mine too. I know that if I leave them, they will get a bit bigger. Yeah, you know, you know. But I've so have you started pulling them. a few now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm nice. tempted to. I have to say, so I've got a few that are kind of, you know, good size, and I've got lots that are a bit small. Like you say, they'll get bigger, yeah. won't they? But yeah, a little bit, not yeah. not loads, but no. we're eating them, but not loads because I know that I'm going to need them. Yeah. So I've got them. My Swedes have done all right. Okay, it's just great because yeah. I've had. My cauliflowers have done. Oh yeah, you should have a picture. Yeah, fantastic, amazing. Never grown a cauliflower, so yeah. really pleased with that. Um, and probably the biggest um, crop for me this year, the biggest crop that since you know since we recorded last, is that today I've got all of my pumpkins in. Yeah. Because you know I was looking at all the foliage has died back. Yeah. So I don't think they're getting anything no. from the plant. And if you've got a danger of perhaps frost or your produce who's sitting on wet ground, what, what I'm trying to do is, I know that they would be fine and they mm. would ripen, mm. but what I'm actually trying to do now is to increase the level of storability, yes. so how long they're going to store for. And so having the polytunnel has been great because if I can get them in the polytunnel on racks, they can yeah. sit in there for a month yeah. and they can really dry out yeah. and the sun obviously will set the skin. So. Yeah. So now, all the way down one side of the path, there's, right. there's green crates upturned with... Yeah, um, sitting on top of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all in now. And it's just that amazing how they hide those pumpkins because yeah. they were great. So I did two types this year. I did um, Marina de... I'm going to say it right now. It's it's Kioja. Oh, is it? Kioja. It's like K, like Chianti. Yeah. And then the two Gs is a J sound. Okay. So Marina de Chioggia. And I've learned a lot about Marina okay. de Chioggia because my favourite squash. Right. And I would encourage everybody to grow it. It is the weirdest looking thing. So it's like a big warty wrinkly thing. Yeah. I'll put a picture up on it on Facebook. It keeps for so long. Does it? Like April long. Okay. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Right? If you get the skin set right. Anyway, so I was looking at where it's come. Obviously, it's Italian. Mm. It's the oldest recognised variety in the world of squash wow. winter squash right wow. and it's heirloom so once you've got it you've got it forever and I can tell you now you won't be short of seeds <laughs> no, <you> right <laughs> but it's got <clears throat> but more than anything else it tastes incredible really deep orange flesh yeah and it's beautiful I've grown it a few times before yeah and yeah I've grown it before it is absolutely superb yeah. so I've got probably <laughs> I think I did six plants and I've got about 10 or 15 of those. Okay. And, and they, I mean, they're going to last you a, a week's worth of dinners. They're yeah, enormous. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing I did was for the climate here, I did a UK, uh, I don't think it was Hunter, but it was of that variety of mm. butternut squash. Yeah. 
And that has made loads. Is it? Yeah, loads. And some of them are globes, and mm. some of them are like your traditional yeah. butternuts. They're not as big as those great big butternuts that you buy in the shops, no. but I think these ones are bred for a UK market. Mm-hmm. But they've all set a good tough skin. Um, so I've cut those, and when you cut your squashes, give, make sure you leave a really big stalk on them mm. if you want them to store well. Yeah. Um, um, and I've got them all in. I've got them all in. <coughs> so, um, and, and again, there were six plants, but that, you know, I was probably getting six or seven of, off each plant. So There's quite a lot of those. Well, yeah. um, and they look really good, and I'm really looking forward to that. And, and I, I suppose what I'm saying is that what the two bases come. So if you just want a meal for two people, yeah. the little hunter is great. Yeah. And then if you want to really go for it, oh, maybe okay, have. Yeah. Squash and then make a soup and then have yeah, and then put something in the freezer or whatever. You've got a big, nice big pile of it. Yeah, so yeah. so they're in. It's been apple season, isn't it? It's, it's all go really. Yeah, we've been collecting apples and, and crab apples as well. Yeah, and I've just and I, I think the one thing I've done is I, it's I've started to move indoors. Yeah, I've yeah, really started yeah, to move indoors. So your production than that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just it's just preservation, isn't it? So I'm I, you know I'm not harvesting as much. It's not as much work as the allotment. There's been a bit of a flush. Well, we had this warm and the, and the rain there's yeah. been a bit of a flush of the weeds yeah definitely so it's been you know like grass has been growing again yeah. and it's really noticeable the weeds in the in the raised beds and everything else have really started to pick yeah, up so i've been working on that a bit but um and obviously then bringing in the volotti beans but then it's been about then whatever i've got what am i going to do with, what it? Am I do with it and the other thing i found was that it got to the point where the freezers were full yeah well, so mine bringing, are now yeah so i was bringing the shopping home on saturday and going where am i going to put pull it in, yeah yeah um and so i got the tomatoes out the other day and just did your and big I've, old batch. I've, I've done, know. yeah, I've got 15 jars of Passata from the first go. Mm. Whether I'll get many more, I don't know this year. I'll just run out of jars, mate. Well, I've, I've actually, <laughs> I've got more jars than I thought, and I'm going to make a concerted effort. I might just ask for some for Christmas. Yeah, I think it wouldn't be bad idea. Because I'm just going to go to my parents and just get me a dozen jars, please. Yeah, and they're yeah. going to be like, do what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, seriously. Because it's just such a weight off, in it? Well, it? I, I, and I was thinking it's so straightforward, like particularly the pressure cannon, it's not particularly long-winded. No. So they only spend often 10 minutes in the pressure can yeah, once it's up, to, up yeah. to temperature. So theoretically, what I could do is what I did last year, which is can up like 25 jars of green beans. Yeah. So I've got them in the freezer. Yeah, bang them in. And now, they're now in the way in the freezer yeah. to an extent. Get them done. Whereas if I put them in the jars, they'd be on the shelf. What's holding me back was having the jars on the lids. Yeah. Well, I found the lids cheaper on Amazon. And, right. And so whereas before I was paying 50p for a kiln a jar from the local garden centre. Yeah. I mean, that's... I might as well buy a tin of beans, right? Yeah. Whereas I think these I got, I don't know, a hundred for eight pound or something. Oh, that's because, good. Yeah, really good. So really cheap. So as long as they work okay, mm. I'm going to start doing that. So I've, I've got I've got the passata done. I'd like to have done some more vegetables. I'm going to plan towards that for next year. Right. Okay. That's what I'm and I've been uh, and I and I, I can see that things that I'm doing and you know will lead into the cost of <coughs> energy. Is that? Yeah. You know, I think I've lent a bit on things that don't need. Storing yep. with energy, you might need energy to produce them, a bit yep. like you can, huh? Yeah. So, I've been running things through the dehydrator, the chilies mm-hmm. and the tomatoes. We've, yep. I've done a lot of those. Obviously, I've got the beans, uh, the pumpkins are great. I've been stringing onions this week. They don't need any yep. power to keep you know good, yep. say, you know, safe and stored well. So, I think that that's got to be. You know, if I had a power cut, which is not unlike, you know, <laughs> discussed before, yeah. I don't want to lose everything, no. you know, and so having some different, you know, I mean, I can take stuff to work where there's some big industrial f- freezers and a generator, so yeah, yeah, it's not going to, I'm not going to lose it all like, you know, I have done previously. As long as you can get out, of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but I think that, I think that trying to find and use some of these older methods of salting and preserving and brining and, um, you know, alcohol sorting and vinegar and that's definitely 
almost going to get forced back into the mainstream, really, because I can't afford to just keep things in a freezer. I, to be honest, it's great fun. Yeah, it is great I mean, fun. I've, I've, as well as the passata, I made crab, crab apple jelly with the crab apples That's from what I'm doing. That's what I'm about so to I, do I this crab, weekend. Lovely crab apple tree I put in a couple of years ago, and it's Jelly King it is. Yeah, oh, I love it. So it's just a lovely little... How many jars of... you got? Because this is my worry. I reckon I need at least one a month. Yeah, yeah, I don't reckon I need 12 so big jars. Of I got jelly. enough to make two and a bit batches of the recipe that I normally right. do. I think I had about a kilo and a half of fruit, right. maybe, or something like that, whatever it was. Right. Um, so I've got, I think, four big jars and three little ones. Okay, that's not too bad. Which for me, with the black currant jelly that I've already got, mm. I tend to use them reasonably interchangeably. That's probably enough. You could then black currants that you yeah, got. Oh, yeah. I've had yeah, really good jam. You ain't going to be getting any next no. year. Well, no, you will. Oh, yeah. The way around. Yeah, okay. Because <laughs> the, the bushes that were there ain't there no more this year. That's terrible. Where did they go, oh, those bushes? Know, you got better, didn't they? They just got... Yeah, and everything else that's getting cleared With out. With a JCB. Mate. I'm, but, God, no, I didn't even realise they were doing it. I'd have moved them. I've got, I've, got, <coughs> I've got some of those, so you'll be all right. But um, crab apple jelly. And if people have never made apple... Just apple jam. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just... How it's not a thing, it's beyond me. Because it... It's beautiful. It's delicious. It's you can have it on toast or with cheese. Yeah, in it's amazing. Not crab apple yeah. jelly, just literally apple jam. I've made apple like fruit leather. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nice. So I just made a basic apple sauce. Yeah. And then put it in the dehydrator, and yeah, I didn't right. even bother to sieve it or anything like that. So it in. Just whatever was in there went yeah. through, and it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I might try some of that. That'd be good. Absolutely. Beautiful. So um, I would. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do this weekend. You know, I, I think because I've been so busy and there's been so much fresh stuff that I've kind of neglected those things that I've always liked. So I'm going to do my bread and butter courgette pickle. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've shared that recipe online. Yeah, I'm sure you have. So I'm going to make that. I'm going to do my crab apple jelly. Yeah. And then I probably will have run out of jars, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, that's where I've got to now. I'm gonna, I've already used some dodgy honey jars, mate. I tell you that, <laughs> I've so. done a few. So well, we're going to have to buy some because we're going to well, do honey harvest, yeah. don't we, soon? We are. I've probably got enough for honey harvest, to be fair. No, all right, that's all probably. Right. I might oh. have some. I, I might even still have some new ones. I haven't somewhere. got any, mate. Okay, well maybe I haven't. <laughs> mm, maybe I'll have to have a look. That's all right. We but, can um, get some. We'll figure something out. But I took those chilies you brought me from work as well. I've got yeah, some jars for you in the car. Oh, nice. you. And I made um, candied chilies, so cowboy candy, some people call it. Okay. Which is basically like uh, vinegar and sugar. Yeah. And then you preserve the chilies, almost candied in the in that okay. syrup that you make. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Well, I think that uh, I have a feeling, I have a feeling they're going to be like, oh, oh, revelation. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because yeah. oh. I tried one when I was doing it. I was like, oh, well, yeah, okay. it's quite <laughs> I could be in trouble here. I might, I might not have made enough jars. Oh, right. Well, <laughs> maybe they won't get home. I'll take them <laughs> <take> home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's oh. plenty of chilies. The chilies are growing really well in the tunnel. They're growing really well still. It's still in flower, still making. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm still up for my end of that. that to bargain we struck so if you want to bring them in at some point yeah. well, I'll come and get them whatever. oh defo yeah we'll do and that we'll, um, I might even make some hot sauce yeah that'd be nice just I'm for up for anything really yeah, because it, it was a bit of a glut because I you know whether it was my labelling or whatever but we never grew any sweet peppers we no. just grew all chillies. yeah 40 chilli plants that's a lot of chillies, mate yeah. <laughs> and they're massive I don't want to be like a kilo and a half of chillies. I'm like what are we doing with these they're huge, aren't they? So there's a, there's at least triple that so on the plant. So I've already go. made the quick pickle. I've now made the, the cowboy candy. Yeah, I like jam, chili jam. Well, I can do chili jam. Or I can do sweet chili sauce. But yeah, that, I like often that. that. That often the recipes for that have fish sauce in them. Really? I found. Yeah, I was looking into that. 
Nah, slap a bit of Worcestershire sauce. I can eat Worcestershire sauce. Can you? And that's made with anchovies. That's weird, because I was like, well, I'll get Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, get that. I can't do that, because it's got fish yeah. in it. I've always eaten Worcestershire sauce. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that's all about. That is weird. Because I, I, I avoided it for that reason. I was like, oh, yeah, I can't weird, do that. Yeah. Maybe it's because you only have a little bit. Don't set me too bad off. But not that. Just, just chuck it all in. Lash it in, bro. But, <laughs> oh, um, oh, so, so, yeah, it has, been, it has been harvest time. And it has been kind of like a transition of that, that summer flush of crops. And I think we're not quite finished. We're just on the cusp of it ending, aren't we? Yeah. The tomatoes, the basil, yeah. the zucchini or courgettes. And I think if you're indoors, your indoors one's got a bit longer yet. But yeah, yeah and they'll, you know, they'll go until they give up probably because it won't get cold enough indoors to finish them off most likely. Um, but the outdoor ones you've got, depending on where you are, yeah. the, the time is limited now. Mine's most. definitely limited where yeah. I am. And it's yeah. quite exposed. But it was, and it's also damp. You know, it's yeah. damp this morning. Yeah. Really damp and yeah. cold. And I could see that Things were starting to really struggle, yeah. except the leeks, obviously, they're yeah. loving it. Um, but the, uh, the caterpillars are still out, though, I can tell you that. You know, uh, the cabbage yeah. whites are still outside, they're still yeah. out. And I could do with them getting knocked on the head because I need a little bit of growth. I've got some kale that's been hit quite hard by caterpillars outside. And These are the ones you had outside uncovered? Yeah, yeah, they're well uncovered. But um, the central bit's all right, we're just, you know, they'll yeah. be okay. They'll be all right in the spring anyway. Well, they come back, don't they? I mean, it, it'll, it'll slow them down. They'll yeah. come back. They'll come back. So there's them outside, yeah. and then <coughs> rest of it is pretty much all up now. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever really grow a lot of brassicas outside because of the pests. No, it's no trial. I've been on record saying this. It's yeah. just a waste of time. And so for me, it will be quite annual. But looking now at the winter wheat going in, and that's something I'm really excited about. Some naked oats. Naked some oats. Spelt. Yeah, naked oats. They're called. Yeah. So. Certain cereal crops have got quite a tough outer husk, okay. which makes them very hard to process, especially right. for a small homesteader. Okay. And so there's a variety of oats called naked oats, which don't carry that. Okay. So they're easier to roll and yeah. do yourself at home. Oh, wow. You clean the seed once you Maybe. fresh them out. So, yeah. but, but at the other end of the spectrum, spelt is probably the hardest thing. It's got right. like a rock hard, really rock hard kernel around the outside right. or husk around the outside. Yeah. So I don't even know if... When we come to harvest that crop, yeah. I don't even know if I'll be able to get it out. Right. Even with a, if I bought a threshing machine, I don't even know if it. Would right. Come out. So you're gonna bother to sow it still? Yeah, we're definitely gonna sow it right. because the worst that's going to happen is my chickens are going to love it. Okay. And I'm only growing a tenth of an acre. Okay. Right. So the worst that would happen is that I would cut it on the stalk, and I would use it as bedding. Yeah. And I'd put it in, and they would eat it at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Um, but I want to get it in, and then have that worry and dilemma later yeah. on. Um, so I'm growing, I found out, so I'm growing YKK wheat. That's the name of the wheat that I'm growing. Okay. And YKK wheat is, if you imagine like a very specific genetic variety, like yeah. an F1, yeah. it's the complete opposite of that. I think that there's, I think there's 60 strains in it. So it's like open pollinated. Yeah. yeah. And slightly different heights. Very good for a homesteader. Right. Because I've it's heard not, of it before. Not, it's not that uniform. Yeah, it was developed in an organic centre in the UK, right? And it's you know it tells you all the lists of all the different wheats that yeah. are in it, um, and that's to give it some sort of natural resistance as well. Yeah, um, because obviously if you're growing one particular variety and it gets a particular issue, mm. it decimates the whole yeah, crop. Lost so, yeah. so having never done this before, though, obviously we one of the chaps where we keep our bees. He, he very kindly came over, done a site visit, and gave me loads of helpful advice and stuff like that. Just knowing when to sow and how to sow mm. and all of that. So that's all going to be in the next 10 days. I'll probably try okay. and get that in if I can. But yeah. 
there's no problem if I don't get it in even till January. Right. It just means that the harvest will be later. Yeah. It is literally like onions. Right, okay. So if you do it this date, yeah. and the river, and the weather is reasonable, it'll come out on that date. Right, okay. And if I wait a week, yeah. that date's a week, a week later. later. Yeah. Wow, okay. Basically. Oh, that's good. So I'm glad he came over because it was amazing. Saying, yeah. Really knowledgeable guy, really really lovely chap, and you know, like all things, and we've spoke about, you know, you just talk to people and ask people, and you know. Well, it's just exactly. come from. I've, I've known him for years. We keep some of our bees on his site, in one of his farm and fields, yeah. you know. And, and when you were saying you were doing that, I'd mentioned yeah. you, what you were doing to him before, and just like, well, actually, I'll just ask him if he's yeah. interested. And, in he, and he loved coming over and having a look good. And, good. and looking at what we're doing as well, because yeah. you know he's a farmer and he knows he's got to diversify and stuff like yeah. that, but. So, and he'll help me get a bit of seed as well. Because yeah. one thing that is very tricky for small growers is finding small enough batches of seeds. You can't yeah. just get a 10 kilo bag of winter wheat. No. You can't. You, the seed supplies or agronomists or whatever they're called, yeah. they, they're not interested in that no. really because they're talking about people with a two or 300 acre farm. Yeah. And so actually getting hold of that is quite difficult. And the other side of things is that a lot of grain merchants want to keep their grain very tightly controlled right there's some quite serious control measures put in place to stop people having it and then sharing it and giving it around and oh, all of this wow. sort of stuff so it's actually really tricky and the only way that i as a, someone who wanted to do maybe do a tenth of an acre would be to register as a big farm farmer mm. and get some sample bags that's the only way i could get it they're not bothered and so the way i actually managed to get seed for a spelt and that YKK grain was actually for a food company called Hodman Dodds. Right. And they're, you know, in the UK, you can look them up. They're really helpful. They're organic grain supplier, but not for growing. Mm. They're for eating mm -hmm. or for baking or cooking or yeah. whatever. But when I rang them and spoke to them, because they're organic, I know on their packaging, it actually says who the farmer is, who's made the grain. Right, okay. And I actually rang him. Oh, wow. And spoke to him. Yeah. And we were talking about his spell. Yeah. And he said, and he, and he was able to tell me when to sow it. Oh, amazing. <laughs> That's um, so cool. Because, because it was completely untreated, the seed. Yeah. Um, and obviously, most seed is treated even before you sow it. Yeah. Um, so, trying to grow things organically like what, we, what we're doing means that having some sort of provenance and know where those things have come from mm. is really important. So, if you are someone who wanted to give growing a, a patch of wheat a grow uh, a go you could do that quite mm. easily by by just making sure that when you buy grain it's whole grain and obviously it's coming from a viable source but yeah. Hob Dodds, I would say they were so helpful and, and they you know when I rang them up I was talking to them I could hear them in the middle there's a fellow here who wants to try and sow some of this stuff <laughs> yeah. and then I go oh I wonder if that would work yeah. and then they were really genuinely interested yeah. about it yeah. um, and at the time I was actually working or just finished working at the school and and I was saying, you know, it's something I'd always wanted to do here. And they were like, oh, well, let us know how it goes and all that. Mm. So I will get back to them once mm. it's gone in. Um, but they had quite a few different varieties of wheat. Okay. And different ancient grains, spelt and emma yeah. and yeah. all those things. And I, I, I do think that, you know, some of those older fashioned ways of doing it, yeah, you might have to fresh it out by hand and sit on a windy day pouring grain from one bucket to another <laughs> to, to, to winnow it. Yeah. But... You don't actually need a lot of grain to make quite a lot of flour. Right, okay. You know, that's the other side yeah. of it. Um, and, I, and I wish I had the numbers written down in front of me, but I've got a feeling that a tenth of an acre is going to provide a lot of flour. 
Well, I really hope so. Uh, no, I, I think it's going to provide a lot of flour. <laughs> I really hope you're, so. You're going to be getting some anyway. I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was looking into, and I can't remember the numbers. I'll have them for the next episode. Yeah. And it was ridiculously, okay. it was a ridiculous amount of flour. Oh, okay. um, and we'll see what comes yeah. out. But in my life, if I could bake one loaf of bread, I'd be happy. Oh, mate. If I could, if I could grow wholemeal brown, obviously, flour, yeah. Yeah. mill it. Yeah. And then bake a loaf of bread. That's pretty good, isn't it? And I do know a lady who, uh, who owns a windmill. Well, she don't well yeah, it, no, no. But, but she part of ma- manages a windmill. Yeah, part of it. Yeah. So we'll get it up there. We'll get it stone ground in Stone Cross. It's in Stone Cross, actually. Yeah, I know. So yeah, I know the one. We'll get it up there. and uh, Stone ground we'll, in Stone Cross. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll take it and we'll bake mm. it. And it. I'll be making a soda bread. I know what I'll make. Yeah, it, it, it lends itself so well to it. Don't I'll it? be making the sourdough, mate, if I get any of that. Oh, well, it'll be Imagine. great. It'll yeah. be great. And then, I mean, spelt is supposed to be very good for people with... Cut it with a spelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spelt and hold that. Yeah, yeah. Is that then, really working? What, would you want a little naked oak top? Yes. So, you know, a bit of, yes, bit I do. Great yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Definitely. Could even give yes. you some pumpkin seeds to crush yes. the rest of it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh. to have bloody hundreds of them. Oh, but the idea would good. be the idea would be to just try it and then see and then I know that some people here uh, listening they they probably do grow some cereals but it's not something that we talk about or think about um, on a small scale but if you were somebody who had two allotments I bet I bet you could grow a hell of a lot of wheat on an allotment a whole allotment plot well yeah you, I, you, I bet you could if you had a full plot I mean if it's anything Comparative to mine, that would be 150 square metres. Yeah. I don't know what that is in acres, but big old chunk. I would say it's nearly a tenth of an acre. Yeah, which is, what, is, which is yeah. what I'm looking at. Yeah. And I'll, I reckon you're going to get enough for a year on that, I can tell <laughs> you that. So, uh, and, and the other side of it, you know, just thinking on the feet here, is that it would probably be all right on an allotment because no one else is growing it. There's no residual pests for wheat no. on it, probably. No, I shouldn't um, so. I've never seen wheat growing on the allotment, apart from from a bit of bird seed where it's fallen down, yeah, probably. Yeah, and so <coughs> we'll give it a go. We're going to give it a go, but there's lots of different opportunities there, and I'm excited about it because I've never done it. Sounds great, and it and it's just a, it's, it's yeah. it is fun. But if if it, if we get enough, there's no stopping. You know, I've got the space to grow yeah. two or three acres. Yeah. If it was a product that we could sell through the, through a farm shop, mm. you know, and people were interested in it, yeah. it, could, it could be something, couldn't it? As well yeah. as not not completely, but just you know, you come into the shop and you buy your veg and you buy your eggs and your firewood and your honey. Yeah. Oh, organic flour, and flour or, or or bread already made, one or the other. Yeah. 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 I mean, that could be a part of it. Yeah. But I'll just be interested to use it in the cooking. You know. I think it'd be too good to waste in just like as a thickening agent. I understand what you're saying, you know what I'm saying? but if I've got plenty of it, oh yeah, yeah, you won't be wasted, will it? If you've got it, more won't you won't be wasted. Enough, and the I- of- and the idea would be then to <clears throat> to to just shut that circle. Yeah, and I certainly don't want ever want to go and buy it. No, no, <laughs> no. Okay, no, that sounds interesting. I wonder. I wonder because obviously you you use hard no, bread flour. Is it going to be high enough protein? So the YKK is 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 a baker's flour. Right, okay. that's what it is. Right, okay. so that should be all right. That's why I've heard of it before. Things I've probably yeah. seen it for sale. Yeah, I should think it says that it's a good baker's flour. Now I don't know if it's hard enough for bread or pastries or pasties. Or I don't I'm know. I'm all because I'm sure. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty sure it is. Pretty a, sure Shipton Mill sell it. Yeah, and I think it might be YKK that they sell, and that's yeah. probably where I've seen it before. Yeah, I think it is supposed to be probably. pretty good. I'm gonna look up. 
So it'll be YKK and obviously it'll be whole meal, whole, yeah. whole ground or whatever Amazing. you want it, stone ground if Amazing. I can get it. And I'm not even interested about trying to make it white. No. no. What's the point? You know, let's, let's do it old school and see what yeah. comes around. I do like the idea of having it mixed with oats though. Because I, yeah. like, I do like bread which has got yeah. oats running through it. Yeah, oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. So Let's that, if I, can, if I can, it's well early, man, but I'm going to do my New Year's resolution. <laughs> I, want, I want a bowl of porridge from my own, from yeah. own oats yeah. and a loaf of bread from my own flour. From Mate, I am, I'm so far behind. <laughs> my, my targets for this year, mate, I've got so much work to do in the next like three months or years. So I'm not even thinking about next year yet. So that's what, that is what I've been doing, basically. So I've got, it's not nearly as sexy as that, but my Christmas spuds are now up. Oh, wow. And they're starting to show some good growth. Yeah, nice. And I've did some late signs of carrots and beetroot, and they're, they're all looking good. And even the ones, I did some in a bucket in the greenhouse as well, they're looking really good. Uh, how high are they? Probably inch and a half, maybe. Oh, okay. So that's the same as well. Yeah. So I tried... As a complete experiment, yeah. I plug sowed a load of carrots. Oh, yeah. you said you were going to. Yeah. And I, so, and I yeah. planted them up this week. Yeah. And I tried to get the little spindly root in yeah. straight. They ain't. No. So I've, I've just bumped them in to right. see what happens. happens. But yeah. I've done two rows, yeah. so it's nothing in the tunnel. Hmm. Um, and if I could sow them in there, then I would. And yeah. I think I probably will next year. Yeah. And I did Amsterdam forcing. Okay. And, and I'd like to eat them for my Christmas dinner. Okay, so I think I did Paris Market Outdoors. They're round, they're tiny. Yeah, yeah. and I think I did probably early non-indoors because that's what I had seed for. They're so good. Yeah. They're such a good carrot. Yeah. And I've done Crimson King beetroot. Yeah, I know. Which is a really good store in beetroot. Not that they're going to be stored this time, but they're really good. They're designed for sitting in the the ground over winter or being brought in. Have yours slowed up your beetroot? Mine have. The the previous sowings have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I, I... I was running out anyway. I've yeah. got one row that I sowed quite late that is quite it's still quite packed together at the minute, but I've taken a few out of there and started to thin that out. And I've just got the odd one or two from the earlier sowings that I did, the, the last little ones yeah. that are getting bigger now. Yeah, same as right. and, and I've got one lot, lot of plugs to go in, yeah. but they're not for now, they're yeah. for next spring. Yeah. Because I'm, what I'm trying to do in the polytunnel is to do some of this overwintering planting. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the idea being that you get them big enough. They don't die yeah. because they're sat in a sheltered position inside. You don't really water them or anything. Mm. They're just in stasis. And then what you're looking for is in maybe February or March, you get a little flush of crops then yeah. going up to the and hungry that's gap. That's what I'm hoping I'll get as well. Yeah. So in your heated... No, outdoors. Oh, right. Outdoors. Okay. I might cover them, but bear in mind that my temperature, unless we get cold winter... There's nothing to stop those carrots particularly continuing to grow through the winter, right? Really? I can't see why not. So it's temperature, I, isn't it? I don't think we'll get much root growth is the only thing. But if I cover it, keep the soil underneath warm. Well, I've might. heard about covering them with straw. But I think that's more for storage. I don't think that's, that is for storage. I don't yeah. think that's for growing. So, um, but I was just thinking of putting one of those little row covers over, yeah. you know? Because so, where I am, you know, again, although the allotment's a bit more exposed... It, it's if it does, if we get a winter like last year, I kept carrots under row covers here, yeah, and turnips, yeah, and beetroot, and they were a bit they were a bit moth-eaten around the edges, but there was still plenty of good food. These are there. these are tiny at the moment, so I'm not expecting to get a crop this side of Christmas oh. um, from those ones. I might get something out of the greenhouse though, potentially. Well, you've got a heated greenhouse as well. I have, you? but it's not heated at the moment. I don't heat no. it. I only heat it really in January, February. Okay. And the, you know, going back to our we'll talk, we're going to do probably a bit of energy costs. I'm trying to avoid uh, we'll using that, that even for that. But um, the other thing I've been doing, 
which probably does tie in is is I've been working on the log storage. Mm, nice. So a bit like yourself, I know you've been bringing back logs by the truckload. Yep, I've got stuff from the coppice back. Still got a few there, but yeah. I've got enough now. Yeah. And what's been really nice is that if I'd have had to buy that, I don't know how much that would cost, about well, three or four hundred pounds worth yeah, probably easily. Yeah. But it's also it's also just nice having done it a couple of years ago or eighteen yeah, months ago and it's yeah. done and it's there and it's sitting yeah. there. But what I'm itching to do now is to get yeah, out and cut the next bit. I'm really keen to be involved in that too. Yeah, we will I've, be. I've done, I've got what I had stored from last year, the bit that you gave me the other week, and I've now filled up half of that new big log store that I built. Yeah, that's quite that's, a lot of timber in there. Well, it's it? a metre and a half high, <coughs> and it's 1.2 metres wide and 0.6 metres deep. So yeah. I don't know what that works out, but it's a good cubic metre. Yeah, easy. Uh, and a bit probably. Um... And if I could do the same to the other side, then I've then got, I should imagine that's enough for me for this winter. Yeah. I would have thought, I don't know what I'm going to burn, but I'm, I'm using it now rather than putting the central heating on. Yeah. If, I'm, if the house is a bit chilly, yeah. the log burner goes on. Yeah. And I'm now looking at, can I, because obviously, you know, my house is kind of, it's not, it's not one big open space, no. is it? It's, you know, little tunnel, not tunnels, but, you know, Corridors. He's a hobbit out. Oh, yeah. I live in Baggy. He's a badger. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know how to describe it. It's not open plan, is it? No. So the heat doesn't easily move around the house. <clears throat> so I've been looking into moving the air around a bit more, mm. trying to get that heat, you know, whereas the, the lounge might get to 23 degrees, which is probably a little bit too warm for me Yeah. with the burner on. Or can I just spread some of that heat around and reduce it by a degree in the lounge, but maybe warm another room? Just cut a big hole in the floor, mate. Well, <laughs> like, a, like a garden sieve. <laughs> Get a garden sieve, you know what I mean? Just drill some holes just in drill, there. Just drill a hole, mate, and then yeah. the heat will come through. <laughs> Someone suggested putting Hello? vents in the floor, yeah. And I was like, I might hear the TV from downstairs. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, shall we, shall we have a little break and then talk about energy? Yeah, let's do that. And we'll get in quite nicely. All right. All right, nice one. Okay, we're back. So you want to talk a bit about energy? Well, you can't not, can you? Well, no. no. It's gone nuts over here, isn't it? It's, it's, it's been a real roller coaster, I have to say, for the last few weeks. And I, and I can imagine that, you know, we've, we've spent a long time trying to insulate ourselves from the worst of it if we can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I put the log burner in this time last year, I was talking about getting the log burner, right? And that's gone Tell in. Tell you what, mate, you've done well that's to paid do it off, last it? year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'd say the lead-in time, even, yeah. for getting it, well, I know That's some crazy. people are talking about 18 months. <gasps> some, some designs, mad. Absolutely mad. Um, so, from that point of view, we spent a lot of time insulating ourselves from it. But yeah. the, the, the ups and downs, I, even I've been looking at it going, well, I'm going to have to change how I do things. And I know you really have, haven't yeah. you? Really yeah, been very much so. That. Yeah, very much so. Because, just because, which I think that, uh, you know, just to put it in context, I'm going to give you exact <coughs> figures, but my energy bill has doubled. Right. right? So, my monthly expenditure on gas and electricity has doubled mm-hmm. and it was due to probably triple yep. and now the government have brought in the energy cap right yep. Yep. but it's still double yep. than it was a year ago mm-hmm. alright and whereas in many areas of your life if you if you need to save money on something you can <laughs> you can find ways around reducing what you're using yep. and, it, and it makes a, quite a big difference all the energy-saving light bulbs in the world are not going to get me back to where I was. Nowhere, nowhere near. Nowhere near. And so, 
I've got to almost take the hit on the energy yeah. and look for other ways of saving the money Which or finding or making the money. To an right? extent we've spoken about before with the slow yeah. cookers, haven't we, and, yeah. and some of that. But you've, you've changed quite a bit in your lounge, haven't you? You spoke about before, I think. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've, I've gone... I've, the, probably the biggest thing is I've built a porch okay. or put a door on an existing porch yeah. to, to create a buffer of air mm-hmm. around the house and re the roof that's in the pipeline I've only got a small house so it won't take very much to put some new insulation down but yeah and we've created it so that we might not use so much of the downstairs in the evening especially and we'll just use that one room which is heated by the wood burning stove yeah but what we've looked at are the high costing utensil utilities so yeah the tumble dryer is the biggest one probably we've got and the oven yeah so this, I'm probably doing two or three slow cooker meals a week now, mm-hmm. which means that the oven isn't on, yep. especially in the, on the kind of things that we work with. So, you know, funnily enough, I've got a new oven, but we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, heat, heating an oven, putting three loaves of bread in it and then turning it off, that actually isn't too bad. Yeah. For me, it was heating an oven, putting a five-hour stew in it. Yeah. That is bad. That is bad, yeah. yeah. It's and expensive. It's really expensive. And so looking at the money I'm saving on the slow cooker, that's like a no-brainer. And the food's great out of it. And it's just such a nice, comforting thing to have. So, so we're using that. Anything that heats water or heats anything, that's where your money goes. And so I'm lucky enough to have the stove with two kettles on it. Yeah. And so I'm trying not to boil the kettle. Yeah. I bought a second kettle recently yeah. for the same reason. Yeah. And that's for washing up. Yeah. And for tea. Yeah. If I, you know. And yeah, it, Sometimes I have to have coffee instead of a cup of tea because you do need really boiling water for yeah. a cup of tea or stoke the fire up knowing then that I'm going to need it in half an hour's time. Yeah. You know, it's just not that instant that's going on. Um, so, yeah, we've just reduced the sort of space that we're trying to heat in the house. Now, I don't think that that's going to make a big difference to the amount of energy we're using, really. No. Realistically. But it certainly means that it's not going to tip over the other way. You know, I'm not suddenly going to have to, because it's winter now, you know, yeah. don't suddenly have to turn the heating on and all of these things. And we've got some capacity there. But I quite like sitting in the front room anyway with the log burner on and thinking, this is this is free. This is great. Yeah, it's, great. it's not free, but it's, it's as free. It's as free as heating your house completely. It's yeah. pretty free, isn't it? It's yeah. free as in its time yeah. and a bit of fuel of a chainsaw. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what it is. Yeah. Um, but one thing I would say about timber if you can get it is it heats you three times which is really nice (laughs) it heats you getting it and it certainly heats you bringing it home and then it heats you up when you when you burn it well i'll tell you it heated me up when i cut that oak up and i'll tell you what i had a lot of that in the end i didn't realize how much i got yeah it's good so i've cut that up and i've half what i did was i moved because i've got that little blog store i built originally long before i even had a blog burn i built a little store and um that was filled up with would I've moved yeah. that into the new one and then I've put the oak into the old one on its own to sit yeah. there because that might have to season for quite a while a couple of years yeah different as soon as it splits right well I'll split, cut it and split it now yeah. so it's two, split one year stacked. probably yeah but two years definitely yeah. I think it's like 27% moisture at this point so yeah, it's not so and it's, it's, it's already been right. down for a while because it came down in the storm in the spring so yeah and the other thing that was really good <clears> with that is that it was down with leaf on yep so that the leaves transpire all the moisture right, yeah, out okay, yeah. it's actually a Production of firewood method. Right, okay. So yeah. in um, Norway they use that oh, technique. Okay. So what you do is you cut in the spring yeah. when the leaf's out. Yeah. And then the, the, the leaf pulls the moisture out of the tree, right, but it can't okay. pull it up. 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. what you do is you combine <coughs> that method with uh, running your chainsaw up the whole length of the trunk. Oh wow! Just okay. to, to split the trunk yeah. a tiny bit. It doesn't split, no. but it just got. It means that there's a, 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 a more a, a, airflow, a, an ability yeah. for the trunk to have some of that coming. Wow. So there's those two techniques, and quite quite a lot they're used in conjunction with one another. Right. So felling in the green, mm. and then doing this split up the trunk, right. and um, and I, I've never done it actually, but I can I can see why it would work really yeah, really right. well. And I can see that because when I was cutting that, there was loads of brown leaves yeah. that died obviously yeah. on the ends of all these branches. Yeah. So I'm cutting that off, and that's being you know put to one side for smaller fires and whatever else. Yeah. Well, hopefully then it'll it'll come out. The smaller you cut it, the quicker it'll dry as well. That's yeah, well, I've, I've I've cut it into logs that will fit into my burner. That's yeah. what I've so and then that stack that, and I want to try and fill that little one up this year. Yeah, no worries. And then as I go, I'll add. So whatever else. Oh, you'll you know. build it up a log store by then, mate. Well, I'm, yeah. Probably. It's quite addictive, isn't it? What, what's nice is having enough. Knowing I've got yeah. enough for... Yeah. Or when I've got enough. It'll yeah. be nice to know that I've got enough for this year. Yeah. But then I've got to find somewhere to put next year's. Yeah. And that's the difficult bit. Yeah. It's not the bit that I'm using that's the problem. It's the bit that I'm going to have for the following year. So that's the bit I've got to try and solve. Yeah. You've got plenty of space. You'd be all right. Well, I'll find somewhere for it. I, I, we talked about putting some in my garage before, and I'm not against that idea. You need to have the airflow, see anything. Can't have it in there <coughs> if it was just sealed. Well, it's not sealed because the garage door's not sealed and one end's got an old tumble dry vent in it still in the wall. So just... It's got to be like washing. That's how you've got to Ooh, think about okay. right. Think about logs yeah. like washing. So if so you put hang, it in a tumble dry. If you hang it, if, well, they do, don't they? They, <laughs> do put, they? they kill dry it. That's exactly what they do. do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kill dried logs, mate. <laughs> if, you, if you think about it like washing, right? So if you put wet washing out on the line, yeah. And then, and then it gets dry, and then it has a quick thunder and rain. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. But what it needs is airflow. Yeah. It's not actually the sunshine that dries your washing, is it? No, it's not, no. It's no. the wind. Yeah. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. So yeah. it just needs airflow. So always think about drying logs like washing. So. Okay. And so that depends. If you, if you cover them with a tarpaulin and put them down the side of a shed, they will rot. You know, that's why they need... It's better to have nothing on the top yeah. and then let it dry. Oh, get okay. the air going through it. Yeah. So when you... When you um, so a lot, a lot, a lot of people have have even um, like your garage, mm. but with sides that come off. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they can actually alter which ones are oh, on wow, depending okay. on where the, where the wind's going. Wow, all right, like that. it's great, isn't it? How cool is that? <laughs> Isn't life a bit short? Not if you're depending on timber no, for your not, no, no. and it gets to minus forty and does yeah. it to some places. Yeah. But um, certainly for me, having um, building those log stacks like I do, I've never put a top on them until I know I'm going to need them, so they can sit out there all winter, yeah. all summer. Yeah. And they get dry and they get wet and they get dry yeah. and they get wet and they get dry and they get yeah. wet. But then when I know it's coming in, yeah. so I bring it up to the house. But I won't cover the stack. All I'll do is just literally have on the top something that shielding the rain so right. it falls off the sides. Because yeah. as soon as you start to put it over, you get moisture build up underneath. Yeah, so, so I've put a, an angled roof on mine and it's yeah. got a little bit of that, that, funny enough, that plastic you gave yeah. me off the side of the polytunnel. Yeah. So I took the net off and used the net as... as um, shade and yeah. I don't use the plastic for roof so it's it just great, sits, isn't it? and then I put some really I've got some really nice feather edge over it it yeah. looks, looks really lovely I have to yeah. say really pleased with that it's come out and I'm no woodworker no oh, yeah. I've seen you go but, giving it some oh, it's, it's, you know, I'm happy with how it's come out let's put it that way alright so and that will sit now that, that's yeah. already dry under there what I've got and what I'll do is I'll use that but then I'd like to slowly backfill it as we go through the year but my stacks are never as pretty as yours so I don't know I'm obviously doing something wrong um, well, 
I think the difference is if you've got an enclosed space like you have, mm. you can just fill it up. Mm. Whereas if you get a pallet, lay it on its side mm. and then just put it in a field or in the woods, yeah. you need to not, it needs to not fall over. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. I, I learned that from a book. Right. Which is great. That, so Norwe- that Lars Mitten's book on Norwegian wood Yeah, that's a nice book, that. That's where that's I learned it. So when you cut your, do you cut your logs so they're the same size? Yeah. 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 Well, that's the key, isn't it? Okay, so do, what you do is, I know that you've probably got some um, nail varnish yourself. Yeah, yeah, loads for, of it. For, yeah. uh, for, yeah. for, for weekend use. Yeah. Um, draw a line on your bar of your chainsaw, the length of your wood burner. Right, okay. So then you just turn the... Oh, that's how long. And then you cut oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why well, I never thought of that before? Oh, no. But you probably don't need to because you've got quite a big stove. It's quite big, your stove. It's a reasonable size, yeah. And your, yeah. Bar, your bar on your chainsaw is 14 inches. Even I know that. Yeah. So that's how big your stove probably is. No, my stove, I can get 25 centimetre logs in it, supposedly. Oh, right, okay. I can get slightly bigger in it, to be All fair. Right. So, so eight, it's 25. Eight. So, yeah. So just literally get your yeah. chain yeah. bar and then don't do it on the chain, do it on the bar. Yeah. Just run a line down it. So you know, my, you know my saw, what they call it? Horse. Saw horse, saw buck, yeah. saw horse. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Saw horse to me thinks like, I think Black and Decker. Oh, right. Okay. Like, no, like it's 1980s is... with the little little turny yeah. wheels, you know what I'm saying? I, I call mine saw horse. Yeah, so saw horse, right? So the one I made has got the gaps between. Yeah, perfect. Are just slightly bigger than my log, log stove will be. Yeah, so brilliant. if I cut down between them, the log should be about the right size. That's what I've done. Perfect. Yeah. That's what you need then, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's the way forward. So that's what I'll do. But yeah, and it does make stacking slightly easier as well. But, but it, you're, you're, you've got the advantage of you're cutting your logs purposely for what you're doing it for whereas I'm using <coughs> off cuts and bits and twists and that and yeah. one thing that will happen to you is this thing that happens I remember when I was first cutting timber I'd take any logs anywhere anytime yeah. right and I was running around blokes cutting down stuff over there do telegraph poles I'll have them yeah. and that someone's trees fall down I'll be around I'll take everything yeah. and then what happens is you do become more selective <laughs> because you look at it and you think that's going to take ages to chop all that up what you want is nice round oak, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Clean. yeah. No branches <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. And then you split it. That, and not too big so that it's hard to cut. Just Mate, like... I had a couple of bits that I was trying to split the other day. My word, they're like rocks. <laughs> Got my mall there and I'm swinging it. And I'm like, oh my word. That's good. That's good for you, that is. <laughs> don't mind. I don't ever mind that bit. No. So I do think you do become a bit more selective. But at the beginning, you, you need to get what you mm. can get. So half of me doesn't need it. But in my backfield, they've cut about, I don't know, 20 willows down. Yeah. And it's only because it's there. It's, I can't not go and get it. Uh, and, really? and they've limbed it. It's just yeah. straight lengths, probably about but, 10 but feet long. It's not great firewood, though. It's not it? a great firewood. It's not a great firewood. But the cost of getting it to my house is zero. Because <laughs> I don't even have to get a car. Just put it on his shoulder. Yeah, I'll go out with a chainsaw and cut them into lengths and then I'll just roll them down the hill into my wow, house. Wow, okay. And so I probably will get them. Mm. I probably will get them and I'll probably make a, a stack or mm. and then just put it somewhere. So Because I don't mind willow, actually. You know, and no. A lot, no, I don't mind willow. It's, it doesn't have very high BTU. It doesn't, have, doesn't throw out a lot of heat. No. It's very quick burning. Right. But sometimes that's what you want. Yeah. You want, oh, it's cold. Yeah. I want heat. Yeah. I don't want to wait an hour for it all no. to get going. I want it now, you know. Um, and something that I learned through that book, funnily enough, was that it's a bit like money timber. So you know, you cut you cut a you cut oak, big oak, and it's like a tenner, you mm. know. But twigs are like your small change. You, yeah. you still need still them. Need them, yeah, yeah. You know, and and the thing about it is, if you get enough, it adds up. Yeah. And so 
you know, maybe I ain't got a car next year. So, yeah. so that will yeah. that will be really handy. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe something happens and I can't get the timber yeah. or whatever. So when when it's there and it's that close mm. and it's you know just for the sake of going out and doing a little bit, there's there's about ten out there mm. and they've all been limbs and they're all perfect. They're all yeah. just sitting there. I've actually thought of you when they were because you could drive yeah. your car there and just oh, really? around the side yeah. and you could just we could carry them out and put them in your motor. But they're <laughs> they're about this size. Yeah. They're quite big rounds. Okay. So. Um, I think that I'll probably take a couple. I know my neighbours had a couple, yeah. but they're just sitting there, so yeah. I might might just get them in and split them up. And even if it's just a little bit of contingency in case, yeah. what's the worst going to happen? I'm going to burn them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I've been I've been lighting my fire not every day, no. But instead of putting the central heating on, yeah. if it's got chilly, the fire's yeah. gone on. I've made a clothes horse as well. Have you for drying my stuff? You're going to yeah. dry your clothes in the. So we've, we haven't turned our tumble dryer all once this year yet. Right. So on a day like today, it was cold this morning, but it's been beautiful. Easy dry your clothing today. Yeah. So I did that most days, but it'll get to a point where we can't do that anymore. Yeah. And then what I've done is I've made a couple of collapsible clothes horses. Yeah. They're very simple, just like a book shape. Yeah. So they're not like ones that all go up in diagonals yeah. and that. But I'll tell you what, it's surprising how much you can get on a couple yeah. of those. And then they fold down and... They're in the, but you don't really notice them. I've got a couple of old ones of those that sit in the kitchen. They don't get used very often, but occasionally. I'll tell you what, mate. Out by the fire in the evening, they do go. Tumble out there. dryer is the, one of the biggest sources of energy use, isn't it? Because it's yeah. heating all the time. Yeah. So, you know, we, we're we're going to try and use them. Um, I'm still on the lookout for a nice, vintagey kind of, um, you know, wooden one. Yeah. That collapses down, and then yeah. you can get. It's got more sort of rail space, but I've got my mate at the old tippies on the lookout. I've got one of those ones that that. Pulleys up onto the ceiling. Yeah, and they're very good. I just, I just haven't really got the space for no, one. It lives in our pantry, you see. Yeah. So it sits above the worktop in the pantry, and I bring it down when I want to load it, and then just put it up yeah, out of the way. Perfect. That's great. That's a really. Well, I could have one in the front room, but I just don't particularly want one in there. I'll tell you the other thing I put in when we did the pantry was a. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, a rail that you might get in a shop. It's yeah. massive. It looks industrial almost. Yeah. Big old tubing, and that sits again in the pantry, but it's designed to hang close. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, clothes hangers on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then, like when I'm doing my work shirts or trousers or anything yeah, like that, just them hang them on that and hang them up. Yeah. And then if there's anything that needs to be on, it doesn't even come no, off no, the no. off the hanger. It just goes straight on the ironing board and yeah, then back nice up. Idea. So that works. Well, they air probably quick. really well, don't they? On there. Well, they do because it's high again. It's I put it high to the ceiling, so it's the best best heat yeah. available in there. Yeah. Got the freezer in there, not far away. Yeah. So there's a bit of warmth coming off that. Well, so, you know, once I've banged, the, you know, if we've got the wood burner on, bangs out, we go up to to bed and that. I'm definitely going to put my socks and my t-shirts and yeah. things like that. Why would you not? Does the wood burner heat upstairs in your house or not? Um, it will. It it will go up the heat, yeah. yeah. But it won't be the whole house. No. But what we've done is we've got, we're going to put a curtain across the you stairs are. for the when we're there, and yeah. then when we go up, we'll open, open it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so it will have heat going up. Your yours has got a long way to go. That's the trouble. It? It's got a long way to go out of the door and up the stairs. It probably won't go. So what's no? And so what's happening at the moment is the log burner on downstairs, nice and warm. And you go up to bed, and it's like fourteen degrees. Whose rooms above the wood stove? Neves. Is hers warm? Warmer because it should be. Should yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we didn't want to put the. I'd have liked to put the through through the house, but it would have been on the only decent long wall. Yeah. She got to put her bed on in her room. Yeah, fair enough. And I was like, oh, you know, it seems a bit. Just rough. Got to get another stove upstairs, mate. Well, easy done. Is that something that people do? Yeah, of course you can. Why no. would you not? Have a wood burner in your room, mate. How nice would that be? He wouldn't even get out of bed, would you? No. Darling, could you go no. and have a lot on the fire? No. 
No, it's December. I'm not moving. Mind you, when you when you've come when you've come when 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 you come home after a few of your ginger beers <laughs> and you're getting undressed in the dark, <laughs> you lean on that. I reckon you're gonna know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a nice grate around it, wouldn't you? No, you have a nice. No. You'd have it. You'd have it in the corner, like, and then pop boiler ones, and they have a they have a, they have a fire guard around the outside, so you can't touch it. I might have. It's one of those modern ones. It's raised up a bit. Yeah. They're lovely. I've got a those. friend who's got one of those. It looks like a telly. <coughs> yeah. They're amazing. But yeah, you can. Everyone used to have a fire in the bedroom back in the day. We put, um, when we did the, because when we did the extension, we put, spent quite a bit of money on it, to be fair. And we went, well, I'm going to have, we spend this money now. Mm. I'm going to have a nice fire effect, like electric heater in the room. Yeah. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, lovely. And it's got like LED lights around the edge. Yeah. And it's like really, you know, really yeah. remote control and all this. Get that out and put a stove <coughs> in it. It wasn't expensive, right? But it's beautiful. Yeah. But actually, a log burner would be nicer. It's got to be said. Imagine having a stove upstairs. That would be pretty sick, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I know it wasn't cheap to put it in, but that yeah. little run, because it's a flat roof above that, yeah. like our bedroom. Yeah. Right? So that would just be... Out the roof. Out the roof, with a couple a cow, of years. With a cow. Yeah, it would be that. And then it was the flu that cost the money on the other one from downstairs. So relatively speaking, it would be a cheaper option, it has to be said. You don't need a big one for one room like that either. Well, I've already got... I don't know if I'd need... Would I need a vent up there as well? don't know. No. don't know. Carrying logs up to bed's a bit, it's a bit tasty, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure Tanner does. Just go to bed, darling. I've got to logs up there. Get out here with your dirty shoes on. <laughs> Tracks in that across our nice carpet. Yeah, but how nice would that be on a Sunday morning? Have the old. That's, I'll tell you, that's when I like lighting like the fire best. Yeah. In the morning. When there's no one else up, you go down, light the stuff. I'm never up when no one else is up, to oh, be fair. Right. I love laying. I like getting up early, going down, lighting up. Anyway, we're extolling the virtues of wood fires yeah, here. Yeah. It's not the only thing you can do, but if, <laughs> no. you, if you haven't got one, get a stove. So if you haven't got a stove, get a stove. It's a story there. Um, yeah, I, I, I think possibly. This episode sponsored by British Wood Fuel. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. No, no. Um, but no, I, going back to the, the fuel thing, obviously people are suffering with it, but perhaps not as much as we thought we might have been when we spoke last. No. And I think there's at least that. In the short term, medium term, whatever it is. But some we're going to pay for it somewhere, aren't we? Of course we are. But the cost of food is astronomical at the moment. And it's right. climbing well, it's so high. It's only going to get worse. The high. pound's just taken a battering this week, hasn't it's it? So it's only going to get worse anything that's imported. One, one thing that you could do, though, is eat more yeah, more home-grown grow, or base stuff. It's not a bad time to be growing vegetables, actually. It's a great time to be growing vegetables. <laughs> and, I, and I think, you know, it's a good time to be where you can, buying local vegetables. Yeah. And, and buying, you know... Supporting your local growers and all that sort of stuff. Buying British if you can, because yeah. it obviously be cheaper. But then that it leads you into eating seasonally, and that's really the key to all of yeah, this, I isn't it? You're right. you, in terms of getting right. the quality, in terms of getting the flavour, in terms of getting the the value. Yeah. And, it, and, and if you're somebody who who is perhaps only new to the podcast, one thing that I've really noticed and it's really picked up has been the new people coming onto the Facebook. Yeah, uh, loads, like every day, two or yeah. three new people. So yeah. welcome to all those people. Yeah. But if you're someone who is new to it. It's actually not a bad time to be getting into it. I know you might think, oh, I can't grow anything now. It's all done and dusted. And, and to a certain extent, you know, getting started now with regards to growing your vegetables is true. But it's a really good time to get the infrastructure in place for next year, isn't it? Yeah. You know, because it's still warm enough and dry enough that you could actually do some of the hard work now. And you could really make a... And this yeah. could make a massive difference. It's also a great year. time to be saying garlic. Yeah. You're not too far off time to be saying broad beans. You know, um, so there are things you could be sowing if you wanted to get on the sowing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you what the other thing is. 
I planted some um, ginger at home the other day. Oh, that's what I'd like to have. Some so in the tunnel. So Is I that easy to do. A piece of cake. All right. So I went to the because don't don't buy um, regular supermarket ginger, right? Because right? that's been uh, irradiated to kill it. Yeah. So I won't go for it. Typically, anyway. Um, so I went to the, the health food shop and yeah. I bought some organic ginger. Oh, okay. Right? And it wasn't expensive. It cost me 58p for three like, good thumb-sized yeah, pieces, nice. yeah? And so what I've done is I've put them in a little jar of water, yeah, like, not a little saucer of water, yeah. and they started then to sprout. Yeah. Now they've started to sprout. I put the sprout insides up into, in fact, an old coffee, um, coffee tin uh, with a bit of compost in it, mm. in a nice windowsill with a good bit of light. And I'm going to wait and see what happens. All right. So I'll definitely have a go at that because I love ginger and garlic yeah. combos. So, yeah. Well, if I can't find if I can't find any, you're going to be going back to that health food shop. It's not going to be a problem. <laughs> not going to be a problem. No, they, they, I quite often get it. It's the ginger that I use to get my ginger bug going. Yeah. Well, you. So, so there are lots of things you could be doing outside, um, indoor. Sorry, and there are a few things you do outside, but it might be that you're looking out at your garden and it's not even ready for any of that yet. No. You know. So start planning and thinking and reading and hopefully listening to us and thinking that... But now's not a, good, well, not a bad time to be making a raised bed. No. Certainly not a bad time if you're not making a raised bed to start up some, um, some no-dig no dig beds. Yeah. What you would need to do is cover them to stop the weeds growing in the compost yeah. and yeah. to keep the, the nutrients in the compost. But you could easily put your cardboard down, put a nice big layer of compost on top and it, cover it with black it, plastic. It, it's not a bad time to be... <coughs> you, you, know, you might not build it now, but you could start collecting timber for for you making a chicken house or whatever yep. you like, because it's still dry yep. enough yep. to get these things. And, you know, it, it might not be that you use them all or it might not be that you don't do these things until next spring, but we've both got an ex-colleague or a colleague who, who's, who's really kind of new on this journey, mm. isn't she? And, and, mm. and I think that she has sourced everything for free. Yeah. yeah. Because, she, because she had the time and she and I was chatting to her earlier and she said, we're not really going to do it until next spring. We know yeah, that. Yeah. But what we've done is, because we haven't had the time pressure, we've been able to wait until things yeah. came up and get free, get yeah. the free timber. All of her power tools were free. I know it. Yeah. All of her timber has been free. All of the yeah. soil and the compost that she's got. Because, they're, because, it, because they've got the time, yeah. they've been able to wait until just things wait until come. Comes up yeah, nothing, yeah. yeah. And, and then there, they've yeah. gone out and got a load of stuff yeah. and they, you know, they don't know if yeah. they're going to use all of that timber, but I know that she made a shed and a workbench and loads of raised beds and filled them. And, yeah. and it's lovely to see those things. So if I've, been, I've been starting planning my garden for next year. So I've been yeah. looking at my rotations. I've been looking at my seed stocks. Yeah, looking too. at the seed ordering and getting the seed orders ready. Well, definitely get, I would definitely get on... On that, <laughs> I've gone till some twentieth of October or something to get them back to the allotment society for the king's ones. But if you're just buying them, definitely get on that as soon as you can. Yeah, get them in. Get Make on sure that. you got your seeds in for next year. Oh, definitely. Um, and I've also been, and I started it last time. I've continued on the compost. Yeah. And that's not for now. You know, and one of the things I love about this, there's obviously the variety, and I love the kind of the homesteading, the different things you can do as mm. a homesteader that count as homesteading. Um, and I love all of that kind of. Um, you know, variety and, and some of the different weird things you get into in the way it sort of takes yep. you without you. I never thought I'd buy a chainsaw. I was never yeah. a chainsaw kind of. No. I couldn't make a, a, a woodshed no. when I was a kid. Now I can, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I never would have considered even trying when I was a teenager or in my 20s. No. But now I'll have a go, right? Yeah. And so it gives you that bit of confidence. Well, you've done more than that. You've, you've done it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but I never would even have thought of it 20 years ago, right? It's weird. Um, I've forgotten my train of thought now. I've lost it. I've lost it. Um, no, one of the things I love about it is that the fact that it's so much in our lives these days is about instant gratification, mm. immediate 
payoff, yeah. immediate payback for the stuff that you do. And this is one of those things where you do things for, you know, you talked about your logs yeah. 18 months, two years yeah. ago, and they're still not burnt yet. Some of them no. might be burnt until the middle of next year, maybe or early next year, yeah? And it's that kind of long and slow process that I really enjoy about it. Seasonal rhythms, bro. It is, isn't it? It is. Natural rhythms. Natural rhythms. Do you know, we've got to get on that. I'd really like to make some merchandise. <laughs> Seriously, seriously, <laughs> I would, I would. If you're sad enough to wear merchandise Mate, for this podcast. I just want to see if one person would buy it. It'd be so cool. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Oh, I, want to, I want to put your face on it with no, natural rhythm. I'm definitely not. My face is never going on anything. Well, I like a level of an, an, anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like people going iron, bro. <laughs> You'll be all right, mate. You'll be all right. But no, I, I think it'd be a bit of fun. Okay, Even mate. if it's just like a mug. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, you've got to think of something that people want. Oh, okay. So it's so, like Hessian a... Hessian sax for Yeah, that's it. <laughs> With your face on it. Natural rhythms written underneath. <laughs> I'm not sure about that, mate. <laughs> I just thought it'd be a bit of fun. I know. I, 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 I'm... Never say no to nothing, as you no, know. No, I just thought it'd be but, fun. Uh, Not necessarily, uh, just, just to see if people wanted to buy it. So, so much a fun. nice mug, mate, for when you're there looking over the plot, just having a cup of tea. That's what you want. Nice mug. Natural rhythms, mate. We have to think, yeah, we have to get a few catchphrases on it. Yeah, that's all right. That's all. Sure we can come up with something. If only we knew someone who did a bit of art. <laughs> I'd be all right. Get into designer like, logo or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> what, what, what's... what's we normally finish by just talking about what we're going to do. Just quickly before we do that, Honey oh, Harvest right. is in and now. Don't we mention that yet? Sorry? Honey Harvest. Well, we, that will probably be the next podcast. It probably it? will be, Honey. We were going to do it this time, but yeah. I just haven't got time tonight. How nice has it been to have some honey this year? I can't believe it. Yeah. I can't believe it. So we one one was a prime swarm and one was the only wintered colony we had. Mm-hmm. And I'd say there's, well, that's probably 40, 40 or 50 pounds, maybe, maybe 40 but whether enough can, for us. It's whether I can get a decent enough day to get down and harvest that last was super off the other colony that was doing well down at Andy's farm, funny mm. enough. Yeah, I'm sure you can. If I can find a minute to go and have a look. I don't know if there'll be anything on there, but... Tomorrow yeah. is a nice day. Okay. Tomorrow is a nice day, so just say to see work, you. see you later. Yeah. yeah. But Friday is a washout. Is it? Oh no. Absolute. And Saturday and Sunday. Oh no, I was going to bring my chainsaw up, up to work on Friday and do a bit more of that oak. I think you're going to struggle. I don't want to do it that. in the rain. No, you can't chainsaw in the rain, mate. It's dangerous. Mm. That's really annoying. dangerous. That's yeah, annoying. That's all right. Next week looks all right though. Yeah, I'm busy next week though. Anyway, people don't want to know about my plans. Um, so, I think we've probably come to a natural end there. No, you want to talk about what we're going to, what we're going to be doing? What you're going to be doing next week, so obviously not going to be chainsaw. I won't be chainsaw. <laughs> so, in fact, it does tie People do want to know what I'm doing. Um, I'm going to, I've, got, I've got two great big builder sacks full of um, hedge, hedge trimmings from my dad. Okay, so you're going to make So, I'm going to be shredding those at some yeah. point. If I can find them, well, probably not this weekend now, if someone's going to rain. Do them in your garage, mate. Be all right. Do it indoors. Makes a right mess. Um, no, I'll, I'll certainly do some shredding. I'll, I'll be probably harvesting. The green tomatoes and getting them in to get them ripening off indoors. Yep. Um, I'll certainly be looking at the weather forecast. If I can squeeze another week out, I might, but it's going to be nice next week. It might be worth it. Otherwise, I'm just going to get them in. Um, what, could, what else? What are you going to be doing? You've got, you must have a lot list. Uh, I'm going to be pressing some apples. I'll tell you that. I'm going to be making some juice and some cider. I need to borrow the press off you at some point. That's okay. No, that's fine. It's yeah. not a problem. I only need it for... 
24 hours. It's just getting the right 24 hours. Is that for here or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. I'm going to be doing, I'm definitely going to make my courgette pickle and my crab apple jelly. Yeah. That's definitely happening. Yeah. I've got some woodworking that I'd like to do. Yeah. Um, so I've got a little bit of, I'm still making the odd bit of, bit of bob here for that sort of thing. So I'm going to be doing that. As far as actually planting and sowing though, most of my sowing is now done. Yeah. I'm just kind of finishing, you know, get a bit longer in a polytunnel. Um, so, I'm looking at now things which are kind of like the, the planning for the next bit. So okay. I'll be I'll be probably between now and the next podcast I'll try and get my wheat in if I can and yeah. my spelt in if I can. Yeah. So you know, learning and just going for that really and trying I'm to make some kindling because I where I've been lighting the fire I've been getting through the kindling. Yeah. So I need to make sure I keep on top of that, otherwise I'll yeah. end up at some point with none that and that's a pain. I love that job. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Love that job. Love, I, think, love I think I might enjoy it when I get to doing it. It just feels like it's going to take yeah, up a the, lot of time. For it doesn't the, take up hardly no, any of time. Okay. So what, what, what are you going to store your kindling in? Just green crates or something? I've got a, no, I've made a shelf on oh, my, okay, um, yeah. the little, the little log store I put by the back yeah. door has got a shelf for kindling yeah. on it. Yeah, so I'm going to just fill that up to start off with. And you just use pallets? Just pallets, yeah. yeah I've got yeah, some heat treated yeah, pallets. So I'm just going to cut them out. absolutely fine. Um, and in fact they work really well I found that my lighting is so much better now I've got some really good kindling than it was last year I was really struggling last year using cut up logs yeah and the, the awesome. pallets is so much better oh they're bone um, dry as well yeah they're really good and the other thing I'm going to do is if I can I've got to get some more timber I like to extend the existing log store to make some storage for hay and straw yeah. and chicken feed nice. and guinea pig food and that sort of thing yeah, perfect. So that's just another little, and, and that's really good because that ends up in the compost. Yeah. Well, so what pays off. What, what's been nice for me this week is that I've done some timber milling at work. I've been able to use that sawdust to put in the chickens. That's amazing. Isn't it? It's lovely, isn't it? And then, you know, um, I'm really looking forward to maybe having the straw from the own, yeah, from my own growth and putting that in there. I might get another so. bale of straw for the chicken run because that's got a bit, a bit wet in this recent rain, even where it's mostly covered. Covered, yeah. It's get, the, get, the wind gets the right angle, it blows underneath the cover, and you know, yeah. it's a bit wet in there, it's not very nice. And the straw that I put down probably two or three months ago has now all rotted down in there. Oh, so just put another one on top. So I'll probably just put another one on top and then dig it all out in the spring, I imagine. But if I had time, I might be tempted to dig that out and comp- put it in the compost. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, yeah. that's a little job you can decide on at the time well it's, it's one of those ones that will sit there if I needed to sit yeah. and wait for another day or has it been you know, so I'm going to do that I'm carrying on with the bread that's been really good oh. I've got a really good sultan, sultana loaf oh, that yeah, I'm making definitely have a go at that it's got yeah. no fat in it because butter has gone through the roof the price of a pat of butter yeah, yeah. crazy yeah. so um, it's, it's, it's a really good and it's not that massive either because no. I've got some fruit loaf recipes where you know, like fiver to make it because that's how yeah, much yeah. The, the fruit is. But this oh, only uses. I must tell you, I must tell you mm-hmm. that I made vegan chocolate brownies at the weekend. Okay. I cannot believe it. Oh, really? They're good, really? So good. What's vegan chocolate? Well, you, if you get some some dark chocolates are vegan. Oh, anyway, right. oh okay. Nature of the fact that they don't add milk to it, yeah. right? So if you get a good quality dark chocolate, the chances are it's vegan in any case. They market you this vegan chocolate. Don't need to do it. If you know what you're looking for, yeah. you can find it, right? So. But um, I made now, I've got to try and remember, it was dates, yeah. peanut butter. You lost me. I know, I've lost you. But you, you, know, you can't do it with any nuts, can you? No. Nah. No. Nah. I'll just put an egg in it. Well, it's not vegan. No, no. No, because obviously lactose intolerant, and not particularly wanting to be vegan, right? But because of lact- the lactose thing, trying yeah. to just try to do brownies for, I can't put loads of butter in a brownie, right? No. So this was just a bag of dates, a jar of peanut butter, and I can't remember the other ingredient, but it was three ingredients. Honey? 
oats. It might have been something like maple syrup. Oh, golden syrup. Gold, yeah, something like Black that. Black treacle, probably. Yeah, just something to sweeten it a little bit. But the, the dates are pretty sweet anyway. Yeah, mega. And then, and then I just took this chocolate, melted it and poured it on the top. Oh, sounds good. Oh. Well, get the recipe up. People oh. like recipes, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do yeah. like the recipes. Well, the Sultana good. loaf, I can say, is cheap, easy to make. If yeah. I can make it, mate, honestly... It's real old school. The only thing I would say is that on that recipe, if you've got a fan-assisted oven and you can turn it off, just put it on regular because yep. it cooks too quick otherwise. Yeah. Um, give it a go. It's so yeah. good. Um, the only trouble is it's got no butter in it, but I normally put at least an inch of butter on the yeah. <laughs> So it's a fatless... <laughs> so what you, don't, what you don't put in it, you put on the top... Oh dear. Nah, it's not. It's, right. it's lovely though, mate, with a cup of tea. Uh, I've got to tell you. Oh, look, it looked really good. That's the sort of really fruit cake I like to eat, that is. Well, really yeah, nice. and I mean, there isn't any fat in it, so you could make it and eat it yourself. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, in the recipe, it talks about using brown self raising flour, but I haven't yeah. got that, so I just right. used white. Yeah. And then I, and I didn't have demerara sugar, so yeah. I just used white granulated yeah. sugar. Yeah. And then I just took one of the ounces of sugar off and put a spoon of golden syrup in it. Yeah. And it, I, I think it's great. And, uh, you know, I'm trying not to... I'm really watching my pennies at the moment. Mm. And so, you know, I, I'm, you know, I used to have a good habit of buying a pastry or buying cakes and yeah. things like that. And what I'm trying to do is to stop those impulses by... Mm-hmm. I make one of them a week and yeah. I just cut it into slices. Okay. And, yeah. and, I, and if I really feel the urge to have something, I've got it there already. Isn't it funny? Because I've done exactly the same. I'll tell you what, I'm saving In a different so way. much yeah. money. By just changing, you know, how what I spend my money on, and uh, probably the biggest thing for me, and it might not work for everybody else, is, but, uh, you know, I'm, I found it quite easy to spend money on my card and stuff like yeah. that, and not yeah. see it, and yeah. buy things on Amazon and everything like that. And I have to say, I've reduced my online spending to zero, okay. and that is quite big mm. for me. Yeah. And and it wasn't anything that, um, you know, was changing the world, but I was spending a lot of you know money on bits and pieces, Five, six which quid I did in ten quid there, absolutely and, yeah, so easy. Yeah. And and then what I do now is that at the beginning of every month I get some actual physical cash out, mm-hmm. and that is my my money mm. to do what I want with. Yeah. I can save it or spend it or bank yeah. it or whatever. You, that's my just my pocket money basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found that a revelation, yeah. I have to say. And it's kind yeah. of like how it used to be, really. Yeah. But yeah. for me, it really works and. Yeah. And going back to what, when we were talking about the energy crisis, I suppose, coming around, is that I can't make the money up on the energy. No. So I look to other ways in which I can either make money or save money. And I, and, I, and I think that this has had a considerable impact on our daily, monthly bunny. Yeah. Without, without us even ever having this conversation about it, although we have these conversations a lot, I've started, I, I bought my wife for her birthday, right? And it's a bit of an odd thing. But a cake stand. Yeah, not a cupboard cake stand. Yeah, love it. Right? And she's wanted one for a while, but yeah. she likes to bake a cake yeah, occasionally. And she, make, she likes to make really nicely decorated yeah, cakes, right. I have to say. And so she really likes, to, at certain times of the year, she'll spend a real nice long time making a really yeah. nice cake. And then she won't make, bake one for months, maybe. But she wanted a cake stand for when she did it. And so I got one. What's happened is, because we haven't really got anywhere for it to live, it's yeah. ended up living on the worktop. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was like, well, I don't want an empty cake stand living on the worktop. Oh, mate, nothing worse. And I, and I was looking out, I was sitting on this pile of eggs. Oh, right, well, there you go. Because my, my chicken suddenly decided to start laying. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to start baking a cake a week. Well, that's what I do. Yeah. And that is, I've, I've just done, you know, and the kids take it to school. I, I see a little bit here and there. 
And it just well, saves I, buying it, doesn't it? I bake on... Absolutely. <clears throat> I wouldn't buy it. No. I wouldn't no, buy I wouldn't it. buy it either. So no. I bake... And I'm not a great baker like you. Right, so let's yeah, just I'm get not that. A, I'm not a sweet baker though, no. particularly. I'm not an anything baker. I just, <laughs> I just, it doesn't. But I've got a new oven, which was free on Facebook Marketplace. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, helped yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But every Sunday, I make my no need bread, mm. and I either make a focaccia in two loaves or three loaves. Yeah. Right? And then on the and then I make a cake on the Sunday as well. Mm. Right. And then on the Thursday, I always have to make more bread because we've eaten it all. <laughs> yeah. So. So that I'll do another batch then, mm. but but I'm you know trying I'm trying to get I, I want to have about five or six things under so I want a fruit loaf mm. which I've, I'm getting on with that now yeah. I want a soda bread mm. and I want regular bread just for the house yeah. they're the things that I want to have in my back pocket so I can make them every week and yeah. they just make them every week and they're just done and and they're coming on alright and then mm. the other thing I've just started to make a little bit is uh, I'm making cookies. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've got an absolutely brilliant cookie recipe. All right. It's what's, very, very simple. What sort of go- chocolate chip? Chocolate, like gooey ones or old fashioned crumbly ones? If you want them gooey, get them out early. Okay. And if you and they are, oh, they, they are absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I can tell you now. Yeah. So I will share that recipe. And someone gave me that recipe, yeah. and and it wasn't actually someone I really liked, so I wouldn't have been that worried if, <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, yeah. if they weren't that good. Yeah. But they're just bloody great, yeah. and I can't, I can't fault it because yeah. they are. My, my wife makes some similar to that, and they're always gooey, like the ones you buy in the supermarkets yeah. these days in the little bags with like five for a quid or whatever. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you get these out early, yeah. they're like that, and if you leave them a bit longer, they're crumbly. Oh, all right. So I'll send you that recipe. And I'll tell you what we need to ask my mum for. It was on our Facebook group. So shout out to Libby. Hello, mum. <laughs> she Hello. she makes banging jammy dodgers. Oh really? And bourbons. Oh no, I'm not into them. Oh, See, they're my two least favourite biscuits, bro. Oh, chatting about you mad i tell you what though preserved ginger nut oh yeah okay yeah now you're talking <laughs> my language i love ginger nuts well, i bet she's got a recipe for those as well probably love ginger. she's she's that's where the baking comes from in my family she's okay the well these are little things which you know if you buy ginger nuts or biscuits in they're cheap they're dirt cheap actually mm. you can buy them really yeah, cheap yeah. but they're not as nice no. and they're nowhere near. and it's just a social thing now and i'm really enjoying my sundays I really enjoy having a really homey Sunday now. This is sitting the, around. Yeah, but this is the other thing as well, is talking about things you could be doing. Yeah. As the weather's turning, if it's yeah. going to be a bad weekend this weekend, no one shred. No. But I will, I will get in the kitchen yeah. and, and, and get in baking with the family. It's always a lovely thing to do. Oh, it's, uh, my son loves And then loves sitting around the fire with a cup of tea and a cookie that you made. I mean, you know. Fruit loaf. Try, you try my fruit loaf. All right. Okay. And I'll try one of yours. All right. One of your recipes. I might try your, your vegan date thing, but I'll have to find a peanut butter alternative uh, yeah maybe that's not the best thing no. for you no well definitely try the sultana loaf right mm. you got sultans at home have I put them in tonight <laughs> of course I have put them in tonight soak them in what rum or something tea, tea. cold tea cold tea tea alright I'll do it you could sew them in whatever you want <laughs> you could sew them in whiskey if you want it'd be quite oh, nice fair bit of that it'd probably be quite nice really but cold tea and it only needs four hours, but you can soak them overnight. They're all right. And all right. Uh, I'm going home for a slice right now. <laughs> yeah, dinner time for me. Right, thank you so much to everyone for listening to us prattling on again. Uh, really appreciate your support with the podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends. Please go on the Facebook group and all those good things. Um, Mate, there's loads of people on Facebook. Yeah, it's What really I'm going to do now, my stop replies, you've got to tell us a bit about yourself. Because okay. it comes up, oh, let's welcome our new members. 
And then I would just click that and he'd say, welcome to whoever yeah, it is. Yeah, you did that the other day. And did you see it came up? Who? Like, uh, some, uh, some lady, I think some lady who's like living, like, oh, living the dream. dream. And I'm like, yeah, living the dream. And I'm like, well, what are you going to learn from us? This oh, is yeah. crazy. Why? You should, we should be listening to you. Well, I don't think we're far away on our podcast and the Facebook group, maybe from talking to some of these people. Yeah. yeah. Seeing if anybody would share some stuff. It'd yeah. be quite nice, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be. You know, a little... Uh, little slot here and there yeah. of someone talking about what they're doing on their yeah, pod, you know, it might be interesting. Fun. Yeah. Um, if I, I would really like to get Carl back on as well. Yeah. I know he's up to his eyeballs at the minute, but... And, Busy but boy. Chubby's getting a schedule when the three of us can be on, but if we can do that at some point, I'd really like to. Anyway, we must finish there because it's time for us to go, but thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate Total it. We'll pit. speak to you again when we do some honey harvesting. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> So thanks very much everyone for listening through to the end of another episode of uh, the Urban Hampstead and UK podcast. If you've enjoyed what you're listening to, please come and join us on our Facebook group. Uh, you can come find us on Urban Hampstead and UK on Facebook. Uh, come and find us on Instagram and uh, all those other good places. Please tell your friends about us and uh, do come and listen again. Thank you. Bye-bye.